Now is it good? This is more than therapy podcast. More than therapy. This is more than therapy. More than therapy podcast. This is more than therapy. More than therapy podcast. This is more than therapy podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of More than Therapy. Today we have Andrea Lukacs, and she's going to talk talk to us today about yesterday does not define today, that every day is a new day to begin a new chapter in your life. When Andrea entered the working world after studying economics, she noticed very quickly how unhappy she and other people around her were in their day-to-day lives. This awareness led to her having the courage to follow her passion of inspiring people to live life to the fullest, utilizing her knowledge in human behavior, especially what has been triggered from past traumas, Andrea is able to assist people in overcoming overwhelmed fear, shame, and judgment by communicating their needs and wants powerfully. Today we have Mrs. Andrea Lukacs. Andrea, please tell us, how did you come into this field of empowering others through your interventions with them as a you tell them or you work with them in understanding that not even five minutes has to define going forward, please. Yes, so it was with me the same. So I was not in a very powerful state for a long time until I got exhausted. So and I decided I have to do something about it. And when I saw then the changes and the the huge gap between how it was and how it is, I decided to empower others to go the same way in and stepping into their full potential and power. And on on the way, I I started to uh, study the field of psychological counseling, became on the way a certified NLP master and a hypnosis coach. Okay. Was there any incident that made you, that was the light bulb that was like, boom, this is my mission. This is what my purpose is in life. Yes, so as I was not able to set healthy boundaries for myself and I got really very very exhausted in people pleasing and had uh, nearly no time for myself. So, uh, and uh, this took an overhand where the pain was so big that I had to uh, learn by myself how to set healthy boundaries and um, how to come into my power back again. Many, many clinicians that I worked with in the past, currently work with, and probably will work with in the future, as well as much of my client base have issues with healthy boundaries, finding themselves burning out, finding themselves hating their lives, hating the work they do, dreading to go to work, stress impacting them because they have to go to work and not being their best or feeling their best, having headaches and migraines and health issues and bad habits like smoking cigarettes or overeating and getting fat and not going to the um, 
their gym and doing the things they need to do. As I say this, I'm really looking in the mirror and talking about myself. <laughs> How do we set healthy boundaries? So first of all, we have to become clear about our needs, wants, and the desires. And uh, when we, uh, and then becoming our best observer. So we are observing how we are acting in certain situations and uh, what were our thoughts to it? How have I felt at that moment? And by becoming aware, we can change it. And when in future uh, a situation comes where we uh, want to set our boundaries, but uh, as we are uh, creatures of habit, it uh, 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 might be that we would tend uh, out of habit into a old uh, behavior. So we can stop it and uh, go one step backwards. Having a quick uh, look on how am I feeling right now? What do I really want now? Where are my values? Um, what is my intention by doing so? And then we can... Um, 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 uh, take uh, uh, another step uh, onto how we want to act. But to do so, I would recommend to have a, a little toolbox beside, so in, in front of, uh, we uh, imagine which ways we could have acted out. And by having several options uh, in in our mind prepared, we are uh, more likely to act in a new behavior then. Indeed, indeed, indeed. A lot of times we can't set healthy boundaries because we we haven't had clarity regarding the situation. We're so bogged down with the things we have to do, the things we want to do but can't do because we overcommitted ourselves to multiple multiple people because like I find myself and many others, we don't have the power to say no or we fail to have the power to say no, which therefore creates unhealthy boundaries because we've taken on more than what we were supposed to or should possibly healthily do. And then we feel some type of way because we made that commitment. Nobody made you make that commitment. They might've inquired or asked you to but it was up to you to set the boundary to say whether or not you could or couldn't. But a lot of times we're so bombarded, we don't even know how to set clarity in regards to the situation. How can we bring more clarity into a situation? By asking a lot of questions, what uh, what was in a situation? What was really said? How were we, we thinking? Maybe uh, we have labeled something or we have um, put our, um, our uh, um, belief upon it. So uh, we interpreted it the way we thought it could be. Um, and by becoming really, really aware of what really was there, which we could observe with our five senses, uh, we can become more clear into a situation. And by practicing it on a daily basis, we will become more clearer each time. With that, healthy boundaries. Part of healthy boundaries is part of self-care. But why is it that self-care is important in life? 
So I want to compare it with money. If we don't have money, we cannot give any money. And so it is with our energy and time as well. So if we don't have it by our own, we cannot give it to others and the world. So by being in a uh, good uh, self-care state, and in a, a high energy um, state, uh, we can offer much more to the world. Even we can get find ourselves that we are sometimes able to perform in um, a job uh, in a much quicker time than we would do before it. We know that self-care, we th mainly think about mental health self-care, physical self-care, maybe even spiritual self-care. But talk to us about the importance of social self-care, especially coming out of the pandemic, which we're still in to some degree. For two years, we really couldn't be social. How do we reintegrate and why is social self-care important? Yes, because we humans are social beings, so we should keep uh, uh, up our social contacts and friends uh, who are like-minded and we can talk to and share some ideas and um, uh, it will help us uh, going through uh, a hard time we faced uh, last. As isolation is, is uh, no good for our mind and uh, us. Indeed. Indeed. I know it's something I have to work on steadily and have to be very much aware of because often I'm not taking appropriate self-care and then the boundaries come into play. So I'm taking even less self-care. My doctor, you know, touches base with me. Oh, Felipe, you need to lose weight or your blood pressure is up and you know, we need to do this and you do that because I'm not appropriately addressing my self-care. <sighs> How do we empower ourselves in the down phases in life? And when I say down phases, I'm just talking about when I'm not feeling 100%, when I'm not feeling my beautiful best, like today just happens to be one of the days. I'm just not feeling very pretty. How do we empower ourselves in the down phases in life. Yes, so behind that, uh, I suppose there is a negative self-talk and uh, there's one voice in our mind who is telling us one thing and uh, like, let's call it the inner critic. And on the other side, we have a part which uh, we can use uh, as our self-care part. And let's negotiate these two together. The one will say, don't do that. You are not allowed to do that. You have to push yourself and the other will say no there's time uh maybe or the self-care part will say you have to have a look on yourself as well it is your right and if we feel that we failed sometimes in life it's good the the, the one part will say you will fail again and the other part will say no calm down uh failures are here to learn so and uh, the, the, the good part will bring up some situations and reference experiences where we did already very, very well. So, but we are not remembering it in, in that moment. Uh, so we can practice a, such a, like a dialogue between these two parts, or we can um, just um, 
do it another way, like um, uh, remembering a situation where we felt very great and uh, how have we fought there and how have we behaved there and to bring that uh, feeling back into our body and uh, sensation, uh, uh, having a look on, on the sensations in our body will help us to, uh, to come back into that state and uh, we will feel uh, powerful again and by this we will be in the position to take better decisions for ourselves. Indeed. What Somebody who wants to get back to themselves, who wants to address their issues regarding boundaries and self-care, what would be some first steps you would probably empower them to take? So the first step would be to come into a good state of mind and uh, so that we feel secure and powerful. Uh, and uh, by doing so, um, having uh, recalling some good reference experiences we already had and uh, to remember all the good things we did. Uh, to have a look on what do we want and where do we want to go and then to have a look on what are the next steps and then taking one step at a time, uh, uh, little by little, uh, with the security that we can achieve it. Indeed, indeed. I find myself and I have a little cohort of people that's in the mental health field I guess it's because of the, the companies or agencies that we work for, the overseers, the managers, they instill these negative thoughts in us. Then we encompassate and we start to believe, but how, how do we stop the inner critic? Yes, it's by, by making the self-care part uh, uh, louder than the inner critic part. So uh, each uh, sentence the inner critic is telling to us, we have to, uh, um, um, bring it uh, with uh, our higher arguments so that the self-care part or the strong, powerful part within us can win and uh, we can hear the, 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 the positive thoughts louder and stronger than the inner critic. So, um, but uh, sometimes we can, uh, when we recognize the inner critic, we can say, stop it. Uh, it's not uh, serving me. It's not leading me to where I want to go. So please stop it. I want to hear the voices uh, from uh, the, the powerful part within me. As loud as I speak and as loud as I can shout and scream, <laughs> I find it difficult to overcome some of that inner critic. Um, but I do understand the concept. I do understand the concept. It's almost like it becomes a core belief. I mean, how do we redefine our core beliefs as it pertains to our self-worth and our self-esteem? Yes, to understand one thing, that we came into the world like an unfilled bottle and it was filled with uh, uh, things uh, which were said to us when we were children um, and uh, with experiences we made when we grew up. Um, and as our subconscious mind recognize and memorize everything, um, which uh, our conscious mind doesn't re remember every time. 
And by knowing that, it maybe was something we already heard when we were children. And we heard it uh, so much that it became a, a belief. And um, it's an unreflected belief. And by becoming aware that it is not even our thinking, not, nor is it serving to us, we can exchange this uh, thought with a more powerful or useful thought. And oftentimes uh, it is enough in uh, becoming really aware where it came from and it takes some discipline in observing ourselves like I mentioned already, uh, to ask uh, how am I thinking in a situation? What were my feelings to it then? And by uh, memorizing this um, and acknowledging this, um, uh, we uh, will find out the, the, the root cause and we can change it then with much better beliefs. And to establish them, we will need to have uh, at least three optional um, behaviors uh, at our hand. So we are prepared to act when the time is right. Indeed, indeed. I ask you this, are there any behaviors people can change or be mindful of to avoid causing further harm for someone struggling? I say again, are there any behaviors people can change or be mindful of to avoid causing further harm for someone who's struggling? Yes, so uh, we um, can change any behavior we want and um, to be mindful and to respect others in the same amount as we want to be respected from others. Right. Yourself, you know, you gave a lot of insight, but a lot of times we can really help people just by reflecting on ourselves. What are three things that you do for your mental health on a daily basis to keep yourself in check? Yes, I'm observing my thoughts and I'm observing my body and the sensations just to bring the awareness back into the body. And I practice self-care in nature where I'm observing what is. So it helps me to become my best observer. And it's a matter of consistency. And by being consistent, it will become a habit and we will be more likely to recognize uh, uh, what's happening right now, more likely than if we are not aware, things will pass uh, uh, beside us and we will not even recognize them because uh, the energy flows where our focus goes. And if we focus on observing, we will uh, become aware and if we focus on things which don't go right so we will see more likely things which don't go right and if we focus on things which worked out well so we will see more of it um, in our life so maybe um, I want to compare it so uh, let's say we want to buy a certain car and uh, isn't it that way that often we see such cars than often on the street, which we wouldn't recognize before? Or if we concentrate on a certain color, we see much more of that color in our environment as uh, we would see by concentrating on something different. 
So I want to say that our conscious mind can uh, pick up a 40 bit on information per second, but our subconscious can nearly 12 million bit on information uh, um, pick up on a, a second. So the gap is really, really huge. And so is our question, where do we put put our focus on where are we uh, concentrating on because this will be that what what we will be able to observe more in our lives yesterday does not define today but oftentimes more often than not yesterday does define today that the things that we grew grew up with by our influenced by our parents our grandparents our family um, our, our culture, our neighborhoods, our community, our friends, our teachers. I could tell you a story about my guidance counselor when I was in high school that really had a detrimental effect on my life. But how do we forgive ourselves and work towards not letting yesterday define today? Yes, because the uh, life is always serving us and uh, uh, is working for us and not against us. And by seeing in the past what uh, we may call uh, did not work out well. So uh, it's, it's a great chance to become aware of what we really want and then focusing and working it towards it to bring that new uh, desired goal or, or behavior um, to define it. How would we act in, in, in that perfect future to bring it down on, on really little, little steps and then going into action immediately. So asking myself, uh, what can I do today to, to go into the new direction? How would I have to feel in that situation and to, to bring that feeling into the body so we have a sense of how it feels like um, so we can recognize it then. Indeed, indeed. If someone doesn't know their personal strengths, a lot of times, you know, because of self-care, they may have had strengths and then all of a sudden it dwindles down and they don't feel they have any anymore. What next steps can they take in order to find their personal strengths or reinvest in their personal strengths that they may have let fall to the wayside? Yes, to, to plan the day. So, and to set priorities. I know what it, there's a huge task to do. So we bring it into little steps and we um, um, uh, distinguish between what is really necessary, what could be done and what is really not necessary and not serving me. And uh, while planning a day out, I would recommend to put some self-care time as well. So we have the space to recover and to fill our batteries so we can focus on, on the tasks, let's say on a calendar uh, with 100%. And by doing that, uh, we should also celebrate because it's also a success to reach a goal within the scheduled time. And then to honoring oneself for doing so. And by becoming this a habit, we will let things which are not serving us or are consuming uh, our time unnecessary, we can quit them and not do them anymore. A viewer on the Mortem Therapy Facebook page asked the following, what questions can I ask myself to get unstuck? Okay, how do I want to feel? 
um, what's keeping me stuck and uh, to maybe uh, use movement uh, because we cannot move uh, uh, without uh, changing the biochemistry of our body. Uh, we can, let's uh, say, jump for, for some minutes and not jumping because I have to jump right now, but to take it as a task. So I'm jumping and um, uh, maybe we can recall some nice memories uh, where we were happy to bring that into our body. So it's uh, changing um, the state very quickly. And uh, to practice this uh, when we feel down, we can uh, become a very quick um, uh, uh to, uh, we can change the state very quickly that way. I ask myself, or I ask you, or, you know, maybe we could talk about this together. What, what can I ask myself, or what can I do in order to grow? As I sometimes, more often than not, feel stuck or feel like, oh, it's the year is almost over, 2022, like we're already on the other half of 2022. And I feel like I haven't accomplished anything that I set out to do when I set my goals in January and when I set my vision board. How? What should I ask myself or what should I do in order to grow? What's the next step? So uh, how can I quit easily out of the situation? And it should be something which, which uh, is common to us. So not practicing something new, but, uh, but uh, recalling uh, a situation when we were children. Uh, how have we felt there? So what uh, 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 were we doing then? Uh, so what helped me then uh, to, to come to that state? What led to that state? And to become aware of what it was, we can do it in here and just repeating the process for some it will be uh let's say um i have to change the thought and uh, i have to practice uh this inner part which is uh talking in a positive way to me um in others when we feel really down uh, with movement so i i'm committed to to do something to go out of it so it it has to be a goal to to go into a, a powerful positive state and um and, and then looking which little steps will help me do so if it is um enjoying a, a chocolate or something like that do it if it helps you to to go out and then asking okay what's the next step i can do to feel better and by knowing what we want we we see very quickly what what does not fulfill us and what does and and doing more of of, of what fulfills us do you have any book recommendations you know someone something that someone can read or author that they could um follow in order to make better habits or better disciplines for themselves so i love um the books from tony robbins or um robert reopel or there are so much great books out there we can take um but um 
I discovered that until we really have a look on ourselves, all the knowledge is useless if we don't bring it into practice. So by taking uh, good uh, stuff and knowledge, we have to have uh, to go into action and practicing it, even with small steps, because all the knowledge without practice will not change anything. What habits or disciplines do I need to stop or does someone need to stop in order to get to their goals? Yes, procrastination, let's say, it's often holding us back. But as I said, if we have a calendar which is planned with what we have to do and want to do, so and we stick on it, we are committed. So procrastination has no place. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> That's one of, one of my most damning qualities, procrastination. So, yeah, I could definitely <laughs> concur with that. And it's just something I'm steadily working on. And I do agree, utilizing a scheduler, an agenda is very beneficial when I use them. And I have to be more proactive in using them. Okay. Andre, do you have any final words or any words you would like to leave, leave the listening and watching audience as it pertains to? Yesterday, not defining today. Yes. Become today your best observer and stay committed to where you want to go and enjoy life while going through the process. Indeed, indeed. And that's another episode of Modern Therapy. Today's guest, Andrea Lukacs. Define what yesterday does not define today. Being your best you by letting go of that which defined you or thought you defined you in the past. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Modern Therapy Podcast, available wherever you push play to listen or watch your favorite podcast. Be well, be great. I thrive. I thrive to be alive. I want to live a healthier lifestyle. I want to be healthier. I want to be around for my children to graduate, have children, and have their children have children. I want to be free from the disease of high blood pressure and diabetes. I thrive to be alive. I thrive to be